Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Genesis chapter 29, starting with verse number one this evening. The Bible says, Then Jacob went on his journey, came into the land of the people of the east. I heard that, Josh Johnson. And he looked, and behold, a well in the field, and lo, there were three flocks of sheep lying by it. For out of that well they watered the flocks, and a great stone was upon the well's mouth. So you understand what's happening here. There's a story being told, and whenever the idea or concept of the well is brought up, they kind of give a little further explanation of the purpose, the use, utility of this well. So they say, for out of the well they watered the flocks, and a great stone was upon the well's mouth. And thither were all the flocks gathered, and they rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the sheep and put the stone again upon the well's mouth in his place. What is just being spoken there? They're just given an occurrence of what normally happens. Given an occurrence of what usually happens. But in this particular setting of scripture, it has not happened as of yet. All right. And Jacob said unto them, my brethren, whence be ye? They said of Haran are we. He said unto them, Know ye Laban, the son of Nahor? They said, We know him. And he said unto them, Is he well? And they said, He is well. And behold, Rachel, his daughter, cometh with the sheep. And he said, Lo, it is yet high day. Neither is it time that the cattle should be gathered together. What are ye the sheep? Go and feed them. Because remember, the Bible says they were just all laying around well and they said we cannot until all the flocks be gathered together until they roll the stone from the well's mouth then we water the sheep and while he yet spake with them Rachel came with her father's sheep for she kept them And it came to pass when Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother. That's a mouthful. And the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother. That Jacob went near and rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the flock of Laban, his mother's brother. There's a big stone upon it. By and large, probably takes more than one person to move it, though it says that Jacob is the one that was involved. Probably the other shepherds were there that were involved. But I want you to understand something very clearly from the onset tonight. That they said, we cannot water the sheep until all the flocks are gathered. And so the only reason then that Jacob probably started any watering of the flock is because Rachel and her sheep were the last of the foes that needed to get to the well. For a little while tonight, I want to I preach on this, and I need God's help to relay everything that's in my heart and mind 
this evening. But I want to preach this subject matter. A well of contingency. A well of contingency. Hallelujah. Let's pray together here tonight. God, I come to you. I'm asking, oh God, those things that you've laid upon my heart and mind. I pray, Lord, you would bring all those things together right now in a very orderly fashion. God, that will be, bring glory to your name. That will bring edification, God, to this body of people and believers. God, if I am the mouthpiece, I pray, God, just work through me. God, when I return to my seat this evening, I'll give you honor and glory, God, for pulling all this together in an understandable fashion, an understandable way. God, I want your heart to be able to be conveyed, your mind to be able to be conveyed. Lord, in this service, help me, God, just to be a voice. Lord Jesus, just a voice, just an instrument, God, for your use. And I'll praise you and I'll thank you for it. In the lovely name of Jesus Christ that I pray. Amen and amen. Can everyone say amen? Amen. You may be seated tonight in the lovely name of the Lord. I'm, I'm kind of stuck on a Jacob day here today. On a Jacob day. But prior to our scripture setting here this evening, we understand to a certain degree, if you are a Bible reader of uh, any sort, you understand a little bit about the character and the personality of Jacob. We understand that whenever he and his uh, other brother was born, Esau, that Esau, as he was first issued from the womb, that he had somebody that had a hold of his heel. Jacob had a hole of his heel, which would indicate the type of individual that Jacob would be through the rest of the journey of his life. His name alone means a supplanter. Uh, Jacob liked just to edge his way in and just do what he wanted to do when he wanted to do it. Uh, Jacob was of the type of personality and character that if you were having a race and everybody was lined up at uh, the start line, he was the one that was trying to get one foot over the start line prior to the gun going off. That, that's the type of character that Jacob was. Jacob was the type of man that whenever you're having a family gathering and everybody comes together and we're going to eat, and we're going to have a, a very elaborate meal, that uh, the food is spread out on the table and people are starting to come in from outside and from the different places in the house. Jacob is the one that gets to the table before anybody else gets there and he's already scooping off mashed potatoes and getting his meat. He's not waiting for anybody, although the proper etiquette would probably be just you know wait till everybody gets there and perhaps everybody gets served and then everybody eats. That was not and is not, for that matter, the mentality of Jacob, he always wanted to get uh, the upper hand. He was all, all about being eager to do what he wanted to do without any regard, without any regard or any uh, thinking about anybody else that was around him. Jacob sets out on a journey from his homeland. We understand that his father told him to go to Pandan Aram where his mother's family was and that he should find a wife among them. He told him plainly, do not go among the Canaanites to find yourself a wife but go to your mother's tribe and your mother's people. So he starts on a very long journey, having already secured the birthright of his brother and the blessing of his brother. He goes on this journey to his mother's family, a, a 400, about a 450 mile 
journey. Everybody say, that's a long trip. You better believe that's a long trip, especially when you're dependent upon your feet and just a beast of burden in order to get you there. But as Jacob is traveling and his former life is a supplanter, just doing what he can, getting above and beyond everybody else at his own will. As he comes into this particular town, it seems as though Jacob is a, a little bit distracted about where he is exactly. He doesn't know exactly where his location is is he's been journeying for quite some time now but there's something that he does find he finds a well you can only imagine uh, how his heart would be uh, uh, overjoyed in a long journey like this water being very scarce along the terrain to look and the Bible says plainly looked and behold there was a well and I can imagine uh, with the mindset of Jacob he's thinking to himself I am going to get me a if anybody else around there does, I'm going to give me some of that refreshing, replenishing water from the well. The Bible says he said, behold, a well in the field. And he takes special note. He says, there are three flocks around about the well and the sheep are lying around this well. And upon this well, there is a huge stone upon the well's mouth. And it seems peculiar, not so much that there was a well there, but that there were sheep round about the well, and they were not partaking of the water. They were not partaking of the replenishing fluids that were in the well. He's seen there's a large stone that is placed upon it. And so he comes there and he addresses some of these gentlemen who happen to be the shepherds over these flocks. And he states to them because the purpose of his journey is to find his family of his mother. And so he asked them, maybe, maybe I'm in the right location. Maybe I'm where I need to be. I'll, I'll just ask, do, do any of you know Laban? And, and they speak up and say, yeah, we, we know Laban. Well, he, he lives over yonder over there. And, and, and so Jacob asked concerning his condition. Well, how is he? Is, is he healthy? Is, is his family okay? Is everything well? And he begins to get a rundown of everything that's going on. And, and yes, Laban is well. Everything's fine. As a matter of fact, uh, here comes his daughter now. Here she comes, and, and she's coming with the sheep of her father. And as he continues to have a talk with them, he says to them, because he's desirous of what's in the well, he wants what's in the well. As a matter of fact, it's going quite contradictory against his nature because he's not one to wait on anybody else. You know. He's going to have the biggest stake if it's there because he's going to get it first. He, he's not eager to wait on anybody else. So he's asking these shepherds, he's saying, boys, he's saying, it, it's high day. In other words, there's still a lot of daylight in this day. He says, it's not time for you all to take your, your, your folds and your flocks back home. It's not time to go home. There's still a lot of daylight that's left and he says to them why why don't you boys just go on and water the sheep and, and go feed them again why, why, why don't you do that because they're just lying around this well here and, and there's no pasture around the well 
No, there's been too many livestock and too many people that have tread the ground around the well. There's, there's no pasture around a well. Uh, any pasture that would be there is beaten down by hooves and, and beaten down by people's feet. And, and it just laid there all over the ground. Cannot be a cannot be partaken of. And he says, they're just lying here. They're not replenishing themselves from the well. They're not drinking from the well. He says, so we need to do something about this. Why don't you just go out to the pasture and feed them again? Because it's not time to go home yet. It's not time to go home yet. It, it's not time to, to, to let this day come to an end and go back home. You, you, you need to be doing something about this. You, 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 you need to be doing so he says boy now, now I understand there's a big rock on there y'all got you know you guys need some help you know I'd be more than happy to lend a hand or an arm as long as I get a drink first you know if you don't mind me dipping the old mug down in the water first, I'd be more than happy, you know, to help you out. But, uh, you know, it seems kind of a little odd and a little useless for all these sheep to be around something that can replenish them and refresh them. But nobody's partaking of it. And you still got a lot of time. You still got a lot of time to do this. And so it just doesn't make any sense. But the shepherds of that area and of that vicinity. This well was known not to be real close to the towns, but somewhat of a remote area type well. And it was covered by a large stone, unlike many other wells that were constantly and always open. Amen. But that well having a stone upon it indicated something about the water of that well. Aside and different from any other well that they had in their jurisdictions that were open. Because if a man seen a stone upon a well, he knew there was something precious. There was something precious about that water. Because that water just wasn't polluted with the environment. That water just wasn't tainted with the atmosphere. But it was concealed. That was precious water. Mm. Someone say amen. And so the shepherds respond back to him not being of that region or that place. And they tell him, Jacob, we cannot. We cannot water the flocks. Although they're laying all around the ground. Although they are a short distance from the refreshing of some precious water. We cannot water the flocks until all the flocks are gathered together. Jacob, it's not so much that this is a large stone, though it is, but there is a custom around here. There's a law of understanding and regulation around here. Nobody's taking of the precious water until everybody can partake of the precious. Someone say yes. Now any open well, you do what you want to, Jacob. If it was an open well, you'd already probably had your old cranny self down inside of the steps with your bucket and getting some water of refreshment. If it was an open well, our sheep would have probably already had their heads hanging over the top of it. But this just isn't like any other well. 
This has precious fluid. It's restricted. It's unpolluted. It's not tainted. This is precious. And we cannot water one until we water all. Someone say hallelujah. Uh, someone say yes. So it's not happening, Jacob. I don't care how bad you want it to happen. It's not happening until all the flocks gather together. Amen. And, and Jacob, lift up your eyes over yonder. Lift up your eyes over yonder. There's Rachel over there. She's your relative. And she has the last of the flock that is necessary in order for us to take off the stone, in order for everybody to get watered. Someone say amen. <laughs> Someone say hallelujah. And so as she is approaching with her father's sheep that she had kept, Jacob saw her. No doubt he was excited to see her. We read the rest of the story and the rest of scripture and it speaks to how he kissed her. That was her cousin, maybe the first instance of kissing cousins. But here we have, he kissed her, the Bible says. It speaks of how he wept over her and that he spoke to her concerning the family. But before he ever kissed her and before he ever wept over her and before he ever spoke to her about the family, he got his hand on that stone. Why? Because now all the flocks are together and maybe he called some of the other shepherds over there and said let's get this from the mouth because we've had some sheep lying here for a while and they need some replenishing they need some refreshing but now all the flocks are together and so he removes it and the flocks get watered see there were certain of the sheep that were detained from drinking from the well because others were not yet there. They could have drunk from other wells, but not this well because the rest of the flock was not there. And upon this certain occasion, it was Rachel and her flock that still needed to get there in order for them to water who and what was there. I preach it to this congregation today that in this Christian life there are some open wells that we have free access to at any time. We don't have to wait for one or the other. We don't have to wait for the salvation of another or anybody else. We have free access to the drinking of those waters. Just like Rebecca with the servant of Abraham, whenever she went and watered his camels, there was no stone upon it. All that came to it had free access at their leisure in order to get water from that well. And we have such wells like that in our Christian life and in our church life. But I come to declare on this Sunday night that there is a well with a stone that is still over it that is indicating how precious, how valuable, how worthy the well is. But none of us can drink from that replenishing well until all the flocks get gathered together. Nope. Someone say glory right now. 
here to declare on this Sunday night that all the flocks are not yet even at First Apostolic Church. There are still some numbers of lambs and numbers of sheep that still dwell outside of the area and the arena around about this well. And we can't get the stone off this thing. And you or I cannot get the replenishing fluid of this thing until all the flocks get gathered together. Someone say hallelujah. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter number 18. In Acts 18, the Bible tells us of the apostle Paul that he came upon a city in a place of Corinth. Corinth, the Gentiles, the city that was laden with all type of immorality, with all types of things that was totally opposed to God and his ways. And Paul in that city began to preach to the Jews as oft times his custom was to reach out to the Jews there. But because they did not accept his words and they did not accept his message and did not accept his voice, he became very frustrated. So in that moment, he turned from the Jew and he turned to the Gentile and the Bible says because of his message and his preaching that many that heard him the Corinthians, the low down scoundrels, those that were immoral and did things opposing to God, many that heard him they believed and they were baptized and then these were the words then in Acts 18 and verse 9 the Lord is speaking to Paul and the Lord spake to Paul in the night by a vision he said be not afraid why you're frustrated because the Jews ain't hanging on this message but those filled with immorality are he said be not afraid but speak he said hold not thy peace what he said go on and preach go on and minister why for I am with thee and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee for I have much people in this city what was he telling Paul he's saying all the flocks are not gathered out of Corinthians yet all the flock we sing what I call our anthem song around here tonight. Greater things are yet to be done in this city. I'm here to tell you not all the sheep are in the household yet tonight. So we can't open that replenishing well. But if you'll reach out, if you'll spread the message, if you'll get the sheep to the well and they all get gathered here, we're all going to experience a well, a replenishing that none of us have experienced yet because we're waiting on the gathering of the flocks. Yeah, I have neck extenders because my neck's getting too fat too. Just so you know. Those poor pants, we have let them out so many times they're hanging by a thread in the... It's a sad day in the life of McGee. I came over here before revival service. I think it was with Brother Wilson. 
I leaned over to pick something out of the landscaping, and I heard something go. <laughs> that was the end of the story for that pair of pants. We got to mend it. I don't know how long. I hope it lasts. I'm a little intimidated about wearing them here. You know what the Lord was telling Paul, though? He said, Paul, don't give up where you're at. Paul, keep on preaching. I know the Jews are turning from it, but the Gentiles are listening to it. I know they look immoral right now, but I got much in this city that still want to hear it. Until the Lord, in his dissertation of John chapter number 10, speaking at great lengths concerning himself to be the good shepherd, speaking about those that would come up any other way except him, him being the door, that they were the same as a thief and a robber, describing to you and I how his sheep know his voice and a stranger they will not follow because they do not know the voice of strangers and he spoke to them again and again about him being the shepherd and they being the sheep and talking about the pastures and talking about about the thief and what he desired to do he comes along in that little dissertation there being and talking about being the good shepherd the good shepherd the great shepherd and he says in verse number 16 he says and other sheep he's talking about his he's talking about what belongs to him and he says and other sheep I have which are not of this fold what are you saying Jesus he's saying I have me a group of sheep that's lying around the well right here but they're all not quite here yet there's some other sheep and some of those other sheep may be some of your family members. Some of those other sheep may be some of your co-workers. Some of those other sheep may be people you go to school with or rub shoulders with. But I tell you this, we're going to all experience the water from the covered well when all the sheep get gathered together. What was Jacob telling the shepherds? He's saying, you still got a lot of time. It's high day. There's still a lot of time. Why don't you go take them to pasture and then bring them back? Because those shepherds already knew these sheep have had plenty to eat. What they need is a replenishing well. He says, you still got a lot of time. It's not time to take the sheep home. It's not time for the home going. Because that happens at evening. He said, but it's still day. And if we can get all the sheep in, we're going to drink from the well before night falls. I thank God for the well that I can go to without any hindrance. But there's a well that my curiosity is somehow peaked that I want to get a drink of. But it will not happen until I endeavor to get all the flocks gathered. My God, my God, I don't know how it took place. I didn't know at different times. I don't know if Rachel was always late. I don't know if they was always waiting on Rachel. I don't know if they had to wait upon different ones at different days. But I tell you that one thing, if I've been there very long, 
and my sheep's just lying around, just feet away from something that can revive, something that can replenish. And the only custom I know that I got to wait on is for everybody to get there. Then as a shepherd, I'm going to be calling out, Rachel, 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 honey, it's time to come to the well. It's time to... I don't just have her interest in mine, but I got my own interest in mine. I can't drink of the well till all the flocks get there. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. Someone say, glory. Bible records you don't have to put this up here yet let me bring this to the setting of scripture I put this up yet but 1 Samuel 16 Saul has been rejected from the kingdom Samuel is in deep remorse over this happening God admonishes him to go fill his horn with oil and go under the guise of a sacrificial meal, Samuel, to the house of Jesse. Because I provided me a king there. Call those boys in. At that time, represented in the house, there were seven of them. Samuel's going by them from the eldest to the youngest starting with Eliab surely this is the Lord's anointed God speaks to his heart tell him how man can only see the outward but God can even see deeper than that God can see the heart so don't just look upon his countenance nor the height of his stature that is not the Lord's chosen child brother after brother till he's come to the end of the line he asks Jesse are these all your sons are they all here because all seven of these boys have passed before me do you not have any more because the Lord have not chosen any of these the anointing has not flown yet The stone hasn't been, un, been removed from the well of anointing quite yet. Because is there any more boys that's around? Jesse says, hey, there's, there's still the youngest. He's out in the field and he's keeping the sheep. And the word of the Lord says this in 1 Samuel 16, 11. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Are here all thy children? We got an untapped anointing here. But we can't tap into it until the flocks are gathered in.
are these all thy children? And he said, There remaineth yet the youngest. And behold, he keepeth the sheep. The Bible oft times portrays David as one from the sheep coats or from the sheep folds. And listen what the prophet says to Jesse and to Samuel, said to Jesse, He said, Send and fetch him, for we will not sit down till he comes. What's going on? I brought a sacrifice. That designates we're going to have a meal around here. But don't get the table set. Don't seat all the other boys. Let's not sit down and already pile up our plates on the provision that is for us because there's not everybody that's in the house that should be in the house yet. There's some meals we've not taken of yet. There's some anointing we've not dipped our hand in yet because there's still some sheep outside the fold beyond the well that needs to be gathered in, that needs to be reined in. But when they get here, rest assured, there's going to be water of replenishing. There's going to be anointing unlike any that we've experienced when all the sheep are gathered together. on this particular occurrence. Here comes Rachel. I don't know if those sheep were like an old dog that perked up when they heard the footfall of Rachel approaching. Understanding she's the last of the Mohicans to come. I don't know if they left their posture of repose. And say, all of our assumption of, and presumption of what's in the well is either going to be true or false right now because the last of the foes. I don't know about you, but there's still some things in my heart and mind that I dream about, that I envision, that I've not yet tasted, that I've not yet consumed. All the foes got to get here. And me to cause a catalyst for that happening quicker is not for me just remaining with the sheep that's here. And I say that respectfully, not just with me remaining here with the sheep that's here, but with me trying to recruit the sheep that still yet need to be here. Because the opening of the well is contingent upon them being... There's nothing that stokes the fire of soul winning and evangelism as having a well in your presence that you've never drank from yet just because all the sheep ain't home yet. And I don't want to grow accustomed and satisfied to constantly drink into an open well that can succumb to being tainted and polluted when there's some precious untapped water from a well that I can have if I get all the sheep gathered home. Hallelujah. It's, the, it's a well of contingency. You drink from it when everybody gets there. 
you partake of it whenever everybody's present and accounted for. Bishop, I believe it is, it is no wonder and no coincidence then that on this particular day, lastly, will be Rachel that would bring up the hinder part for the day's events of the drinking of this precious fluid, this precious water in this last episode that we have here in our scripture reading. It being contingent upon her and the sheep that was under her care. I don't believe it's coincidence that that would be the case because later on it would be this same Rachel that Jacob would marry, that he loved and that he adored. Yet from their womb there would be barrenness. From their womb there would be nothing and they could not partake of the joys of having the cry of a newborn baby in their home. They were void of the joys of first steps, first smiles, first teeth. They were devoid, amen, of the joys of parenthood, of rearing a child because of the barrenness. Amen. And it would be no wonder then that Rachel in that place being unable to draw from that particular well of having fruitfulness in her home that from her own lips at a period in time in her life she would cry out, give me children or else I die. You know what Rachel was saying? God, I need some gathering of flocks here at the well of my house because I cannot partake of some things until they get here, until they arrive. I got some untampered, untapped wells in my life. Do we need all the flocks there? You better believe it. Because Joseph would be born from her. Benjamin would be born from her. Look at the history of the church and some of the things that the church, the nation of Israel would have never known had a Joseph never came to the well. We'd never known the pit. We'd never known the prison. We'd never known the slavery. We'd never known the second to command. We'd never known the years of plenty that he stored in order to provide for the years of famine. We'd never known him to bring his family to Egypt to be a great nation taking out bondage. But it happened because nothing was going to happen until all the foes So I can remain here of my sheep lying around a closed up well. Or I can take due diligence to try to get the rest of the fold at the well so that we all can partake of what's concealed. Or I can just grow accustomed that I'm going to live my life in the presence of an untapped well and just go to a second string polluted well that's always open and anybody's brother uncle can have access to. But not just anybody can have access to the shut up well. It was only for those particular individuals that the owner sanctioned could drink from that well. 
Listen, it is highly probable that the owner sanctioned the mouth of this well stays closed and remains at such until this, this, and this foe comes to the well. And it's only at that time that this mouth can be opened for those that are there and only those. Let me tell you now, there is a owner of the well that has put some restrictions and put some guidelines upon some last day wells in this hour. And he's saying the only way you're going to drink from that well is if you get all the sheep there at the well at the appointed time while it's still day before nightfall. If you'll stand with me tonight. It's a whale. It's a whale. It's a whale of contingency. After Paul received the words from the Lord, hey Paul, there are much people in this city to be saved. After he received that, the Bible states that Paul remained there in Corinthians in that area for another year and six months. What are you doing? I'm at the well, but I'm trying to get all the food. Because I can't leave this place until we can open up this precious water, this replenishing fluid for men and women that have once been bathed in immorality. They can be bathed in something entirely different than what their life has ever known. There's some sheep still yet existing in this city and town that's not of this fold, but they belong to this fold. There are still people I even say much people that are still in the vicinity of this area. Folks, we don't need to sit down. Because sitting is the pose of comfort. Sitting is the pose of relax. Sitting is the pose, everything's well. But when you stand, there is a measure of anticipation that's there. That's the reason why whenever Passover was going to come and they admonished him, let your loins be girt and your feet be shod. Stand. What are you going to do? Be ready because you know not the hour when the death angel comes and we're going to get out of here. He's saying be standing because you got to be ready to go. I'm telling the church today, it's not a time we cannot sit down. we got to remain standing with anticipation because there could be another lamb that's coming and it might be the lamb that's the deciding point for opening up the well that we've all been speculative about. It's a well of contingency. It's a well of contingency. It depends upon me. It depends upon you. Hallelujah. There's those other sheep that's still out there. Somebody needs to cry. Somebody needs to serve notice. Somebody needs to let their voice be heard. If Rachel's still out there wondering, somebody needs to be calling her name. Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. We're all gathered right here, honey. We're just waiting on you. Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. We're all right here. Somebody needs to give another invitation to come to the well. The one that you've already asked sundry times and seemingly they just blew it off. You need to ask again because they might be that portion or that particle of the foe that needs to be here in order for the mouth of the well to be open. Hallelujah. It's a well of contingency. Can we just bow our heads in this place? It's a well of contingency. The shepherds say, and I'm telling you again, I'm... As bad as we would want to open it up, we cannot until all the flocks are gathered together.
we cannot until all the flocks are gathered together. Jacob thought that was a weird thing for a closed well and there to be little sheep all around it and they're not partaking of it. We can't partake of it until all the sheep, all the flocks are gathered together. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe for us tonight as a congregation, there is still some untapped wells in our presence. And I state this plainly and hopefully in an understandable way through the course of this service. We cannot open them until all the flocks, whether they be your family member or mine or a stranger to you or to me, until all the flocks be gathered together. But here's the quandary of our times. You get a flock here or a lamb here. If you don't keep careful watch, you're losing one aimlessly over here. And so then the frustration of the shepherds is this. As we sit here with our flock together and we're trying to get the others that belong here, we're trying to reach for the others, hopefully not at the expense of losing the ones that are already at the well. Because sometimes it seems as though a a constant juggling act. Men, we're wanting to drink from the well. We're wanting to experience this precious water that no one's experienced because it's been shut up. And about the time we think we're we're getting there, we arrived. It's going to happen. I've got a lamb over here that's getting a little cantankerous. It's wanting to hew out its own way and It's being driven to an already open well somewhere. But we got to stand together, shepherd and sheep alike here tonight. We got to stay here at the well. We don't need to really, it's not necessary for us to go forward and go pasture anymore. We're well full. We just need some waters of replenishing. We just need some waters of replenishing. And I got new good news this tonight. It's still high day. I know it's getting closer to nightfall than what we were, but what he was saying was there's still time. There's still time. Sir, ma'am, mother, father, grandparent, whoever you are, whoever it is that's in your family, amen, that are outside of the sheep coat, so to speak, the sheep fold, so to say, amen, there's still time. But you got to alert them. you you got to draw them with your voice, with your words, with the leading of the Spirit. Get them around the well, and there will be an unrolling of the stone. That everybody, everybody say everybody, that everybody can benefit from it won't be Jacob getting his bow full without Rachel getting her bow full everybody will benefit from when all the sheep get gathered together at the well can we bow our heads in this place right now as they prepare a song and these altars are going to be open tonight thank you for listening if you would like more information about our services and activities you can find us on Facebook Instagram and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.